0: Three albums. <laughs> the first album is called Kingdom Come, <laughs> released in <laughs> 1917 by Sir Lord Baltimore, a incredible seminal album. We're gonna get to that soon. The second one is Sleeps the Sciences, dropped unexpectedly in 2018, like an egg from a chicken you thought was male. And the third album is Shrines Ghost Notes, released in 2021. So Floyd. I am the one who suggested that you listen to (laughs) Subord Lultibord. Subord Lultibord. For doing
1: the best, Brian Bedondi (laughs) (laughs) impersonation.
0: (laughs) Subord Lultibord. Bing dum bum. Yeah, so I
1: am uh, incredibly inexperienced when it comes to 70s music, but um, I just want to quickly say, because I take any opportunity to mention The Wire. And I instantly like it because it's called Solo Baltimore, and that's where The Wire is based. And it's the best TV show ever, just for Ah, the record. I'll take any fucking opportunity to recommend it. So that's that out of the way. Um, Yeah, do you know what? We were touching a bit on this in the last episode. It might be off camera, I can't fucking remember. But it was um, the fact that this was referred to as the first. The first time it was coined. One of the first.
0: So there was an article in um, the review of this album in the magazine Cream, they yeah. refer to it as heavy metal yeah and it's one of the first instances where the term was used
1: yeah that's super cool because like i always thought well i mean in terms of the the, the terminology i'm, I'm not sure about but i know that like in the Gata de vida and iron butterfly is like meant to be the first metal track or fully flesh. first i, don't I know. think
0: it's disputed yeah. yeah i think like people love arguing about stuff like this let them argue
1: blue really yeah. chair as well yeah yeah
2: this yeah, is considered
0: really. a proto-metal album and it's it's influenced several genres
1: yeah you can hear i tell you what i can really hear it is in the vocals you know mm-hmm. i can almost hear a direct correlation between the very like frenzied and operatic and theatrical at points Sorry, i had a bit of gas <laughs> <smack> <laughs> and then um, i wasn't putting on a theatrical voice um and um I can see a direct correlation between that and some of the more, like, sort of trad speed metal, early power metal bands. Like, you know, you could just just, just hear how this band would be a direct correlation and influence of those bands. And I think the music is so fucking heavy for the time as well. It's fucking
0: good music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is an interesting band in a lot of ways, especially historically. So the people involved in making the band, like, they're all people who have interesting connections in themselves. So... Um, to put the music into contra- context, it's it's fast, there's a lot of energy, it's, like, very psychedelic, it's super bluesy, it's, like, very similar to um, a lot of, like, music that came later, basically, um, and the people who are involved, so it was co-written and arranged by someone called Mike Apple, who later became the manis- manager for Bruce Springsteen, um, it was also co-produced by Apple, and um, Jim Critty I can't say his name, Critekos, and it was mixed by Eddie Kramer, um, who also has mixed and worked with Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, KISS, Led Zeppelin, David Bowie, and Curtis Mayfield. So, like, you can hear that in this album, like, you can hear, the, like, it's not a well-known album, but people, a lot of people who like looking into music, a lot of people do know about it, it's like an underground gem legend yeah. kind of deal yeah i can hear the
1: hendrix for sure there's a lot of hendrix in
0: the guitar yeah and the vocals yeah. are very Hendrixy
1: as well yeah and so you know i think there's a real skill in Ryan's something because i think that's what hendrix and his drummer mitch mitchell it's a good name at the bottom <laughs> of my school called ryan o'brien once oh there's a shout crazy. out to ryan o'brien <laughs> <laughs> i know ryan yeah um and um yeah and there's i think there's a re- real skill in um taking music that is kind of straddling the line between almost like freeform jazzy while still maintaining like a a cage of structure and i feel like that's what this band does really well because there's at some points where like the drums are going ballistic and the drummer is the singer as well which i thought was that is so
0: cool that the uh, drummer's a singer yeah yeah there's more on him soon
1: which is mental to think that he is responsible because and it's funny because like the drumming style is also quite frenzied as is his vocal style a lot of the time and um yeah it's just a really and the bass is amazing as well it has got some absolutely it's like rollicking bass lines yeah
0: yeah it's like honestly it seems very very simple when you first listen to it it feels like really simplistic similar to hendrix but then when you actually start listening to the layers yeah. and what's actually happening it's mad complex it's actually really technical
1: yeah it's like like the similar point i was making um with gore guts last week uh, <laughs> Internet, um was that um you know, when, you, when you've when you got to try and, like, take yourself out of your own perspective and look at it from almost with fresh eyes or fresh ears even, that would be more appropriate. Like, you know, somehow well, what I was saying about Gore Guts and being a, a modern death metal fan and trying to appreciate something that was a bit more primitive. I feel like I have to do the same with the 70s music. I have to try and imagine what it would have been like for people to hear this mm-hmm. in 1970. And I think that's when I can get a, a larger appreciation for the music.
0: That's really interesting because to me, I connect with it like really immediately. Yeah. Like, I just feel that energy that I feel is like really well embodied in the seventies. There's this like real zest and energy and like, um, like I don't know, this drive that you hear in bands like Slow Baltimore and Cactus and Carmen and like these these kinds of like. It, it kind of reminds me of Credence, but like more frantic and more energetic and more heavy and like with more psychedelic stuff going on at the same time. It's just. To me, like I one of the Western bands I grew up with was for the Water Revival. So yeah. anything that reminds me of them, I just automatically love. Yeah. Because that's all I listened to and ABBA for like ten years. Yeah.
1: You've got such a such a, an amazing introduction into music. It's always so. I'm like, glad. Yeah.
0: Because I I'm, I'm kind of glad I, I didn't go. I kind of it makes me experience stuff in ways I feel like I wouldn't have ex- have enjoyed as much. Yeah. Otherwise, if I'd gone through like the classic route of the Big Four and yeah. Sabbath and Maiden and things. So yeah, I really enjoyed that, and I think that's one of the reasons I really just love '70s rock, is I kind of had a dad music upbringing, but it was like two bands. And yeah, that was weirdly good in some
1: ways. Yeah, it's like it's it's funny because you're kind of touching upon it when you're talking about all the um, the producer, or his name slipped my mind already, or the people he's worked with, and you know, and you could, it's, when you mention it, you kind of thinking back to the music on this record, I kind of hear like different influences from. Mm. Or even things that are reminiscent, I should say, of those mm-hmm. bands, like that um, they sound even like a, a rockier Rush at times. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's more blues infused, but like it's always refreshing to hear music where the bass isn't just following the guitar.
3: Yeah, you
1: know, and that's shit that I like. That that's a sign of. Like, sometimes I like the bass and the rhythm section to be tight and syncopated with the guitars, but there's other times where it's super cool to hear them doing different
0: shit.
3: I love that. That's a requirement
0: yeah. for me. Yeah. Often, like I'm, I'm very critical of music where like there's like kind of lazy instrumentation is how I feel. Yeah. When the bass is just on the guitars, like there's the bass. There's so much it could be doing, and this is a beautiful embodiment of how how like it adds this like electricity and excitement within the album. I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think just spot on there. There's also I don't know if this was because I listened to it on Spotify where it's been remastered, but like there's some really like fucking quite trippy uh, uh pan and stuff. Yeah, is, with the yeah. guitars. There's one where one it's this actual same riff and it's panned like three times. Yeah. But it's like it's one like strum guitar. I think the guitar. that's
0: in the original. Yeah. I feel uh, like it
1: might be. But that's super cool, but like it's um, but it was just um they're doing a lot of shit that I think kind of predates the music that was around at the time which I feel like I say every time we review a band from the 70s because <laughs> we always seem to do these bands that were like fucking that I've never heard of before are <laughs> just absolute trailblazers
0: yeah it's a shame really I think the 70s doesn't get enough rep um, for like how bloody important it was it's like we, like, a lot of people will focus on like the Big Four and Sabbath and a lot of like early metal, but there is this is proto metal, man. Like there's, I'm not saying everyone should listen to it, but check it out if you if you're not sure if you like it or not, because you might be pleasantly surprised.
1: So I think that mantle gets passed on to Zeppelin so much, maybe too much.
0: I love Zeppelin a yeah. lot, but I love these guys as much as I love Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, and, and there are bands like Atomic Rooster are better than those Zeppelin. Find me. Yeah. You know, although I, I don't know. Yeah, I think there might be.
1: I need to listen to Zapplin again. It's been a very long time. It's so good. But this is the thing for me, because like you it seems like you experience a lot of this music on your own volition almost. Whereas like I listen to a lot of the 70s shit through my dad. So right. and that's why so I so yeah, that. so I've got like a bit of a, a disassociation with it. Mm. So it's just like cause you never like your parents' music, really. I mean I think you get to a stage where you kind of do. Yeah. But there's definitely that teenage period where it's uncool to listen to <laughs> the same stuff as your parents. And I'm just like, and the thing is when you get into metal, I don't know, I just felt like, oh well this is guitar music evolved like this is this is what rock music was trying to do but just improved but it's like such a naive viewpoint to have because it's like it, it really isn't Sabaton wish
0: they could play guitar like these guys <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, like fucking, yeah, these bass lines have nothing on Korn's slap yeah, bass lines. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was literally thinking something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, why don't you join me in the future and listen to corn? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: well, I don't know. But um, interestingly, members of this band have been some of them prolific, some of them not. So the vocalists, I mean, Bo- Baltimore split up in 1972. They, had, they did this album in 70 and then um, they did an album just called to Lord Baltimore I believe in, in 71 and then they just fucking split up. Imagine if these guys had stayed Should around.
1: Did you re- read about the Reformation fact?
0: What was the fact? I know they reformed for like a, a year or They
1: reformed and released music but it was all overtly Christian.
0: No. So it's almost oh like
1: God. yeah I've just read it on Wikipedia. That's so just,
0: ironic. Yeah it's like, just
1: crazy because like lyrically I've got zero connection to this album because it's just Lyrically
0: yeah. it's just like woman yeah. That's the whole album is him saying woman as many times <laughs> as man will say, say steal and fire, Yeah, pretty
1: much. And uh, James says, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. death.
0: I, I, I must put a disclaimer up. There is a song on this album that um, is not so good lyrically. It is called... It's, I, Sadly, one of my favourites, really But, but called... not for that reason. No, it's <laughs> called Lake Isle of Innisfree. I get some serious manual vibes from this. So it starts off with, um, it's really hard not to sing it because it's so catchy, but the lyrics are, she was only 17. You might say in her prime. <laughs> she said, we do it all, my friend. We do it all the time. But now a stranger to myself, I think about it now and then. When she was only 17 and I was eight and 10. And then he goes on, What's become of my life? What's become of my life? Each day I live. <laughs> oh,
2: each so day he was saying, Oh, so he's like <laughs> he's remembering he was 18. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't get the the notion that, bit. that. I thought that. I that. A <laughs>
0: human woman at the age of 17 is in her prime is a little bit fucking pedophilic. Yeah. I mean, but he's
2: talking about him being 18, that's different it's, it's than still, what I thought it it's was. It's still,
0: in a, these guys are American, it's still wa- stat- statutory rape. Because she was underage, so not so good. And again, the notion that a woman that's essentially still a child
2: in prime.
0: is in her prime fucking yeah. creepy so not so good but you know 70s everyone's a fucking pedo back then Led Zeppelin <laughs> well you know
2: yeah well, but it doesn't mean it's well, okay no, Jimmy Page actually okay. married a 14
0: year old right it? <laughs> like, you know there's just a lot of it's just disgusting how common it was back then and like these guys are obviously just like oh it's normal it doesn't mean it's okay yeah. I'm still not cool this track not bad bad Baltimore if you guys are Christian I mean uh, it's it's it, it kind of does win. work out if they're Christian. Yeah,
1: I feel it's probably like a in for some shit in the past. I imagine. So what happened with the wrestler Shawn Michaels? Oh, really? Pretty really random fact. He was a complete dick backstage, like, oh. like a massively into backstage politics. and was just a complete twat. And um, and then yeah, I think he got called out of this so many times. He was like, well, if I'm just going to be a Christian and atone for my sins, and that's what he's done. And apparently he's in a better place now. So. Oh, I'm glad
0: he's in a better place. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. This whole album is about women. Um, the first uh, the song is Master Heartache. Lady of Fire, Pumped Up, obviously about fucking... uh, Lake Heart of Innisfree, Underage Woman. Um, Kingdom Come, is that about ejaculation? I haven't read the lyrics yet. I got a woman, which is, you know, just him saying, I got a woman. That's the whole song. That's Um, a Ray
1: Charles cover as well. No,
0: it's a good song. Well, it does say, writers Ray Charles and
1: Reynolds Richard. Yeah, because well, I, I didn't know it was a Ray Charles cover, because I don't know any Ray Charles songs, to be honest. Though. I
0: actually
1: love Ray Charles. And, um, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> he's, good, he's yeah. got a good voice. Gold yeah. digger.
0: <laughs> that is how I discovered him. is the <laughs> West, I will admit that, yeah.
1: yes. That's Jamie Fox, the
0: singer.
2: Yeah, but he's singing a Ray Charles song, because oh, he shit. played Ray Charles okay. in the Ray Charles film. Got you.
1: Got you.
0: It's
2: got
1: you. a really good song. But... Um, it's a I've got Rachel's fact, I kind of want to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a picture I saw once and I, I just couldn't help but laugh. It was him singing live, but the microphone was facing the wrong way. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> I don't know. It mean, might have be been photoshopped, oh, but dear. I got a real kick of that when I was 13 years old, it so oh, hilarious. Was
0: but. But I feel like there are there some incel vibes. I'm um, like... Phil incel though. I love...
3: <laughs> that's really good.
0: I, so Lil' Baltimore are straight up one of my favourite bands so I'm not talking shit on them necessarily but I am saying that like, I, just, I get like female vibes from the amount of womaning in this album, like Master Heartache the lyrics are, woman, you are the master heartache I know what's evil in the wake of a wicked wind Thunder lightning caught me in the storm of sin Woman, you are the master heartache Woman, you are the master heartbreaker Woman, you are the master heartache I wonder what he's trying to say about women.
2: <laughs> oh, it's, it's <laughs> the same as Sabbath, though, isn't it? Evil woman, don't you play your games with And, and the Highland
0: Firelight. Is
1: Do that the Chaz and Dathan? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt Pike classic um, as well. I mean, look, it, it, it is what it is. The yeah. music's really fucking good. Um, <clears throat> I'm just letting you guys know. A
1: product of its time.
0: I don't like that. that? I don't feel like, I mean, Hitler was a product of his time.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. I'm gonna I, I might avoid saying something, but it's a, do you know what the thing is like My what I mean by that is it's fucking like it's happened and nothing right. can change it apart yeah, it from people's approach to it in exactly. the modern era.
0: hundred percent. That's I want to make.
1: I'm quite happy with that point.
0: That's a good point. I, that's a point that I'm gonna seize and agree with. Um, and yeah, like I just think it's good to be mindful of it. Um, bear it in mind. There's a lot of womaning in this album. It's really catchy. You will be saying woman a lot after you listen to this album. It's just, it, it's just a really fun word to say. At least he's not saying females. I think if it was now, Female. it would be females. <laughs> Female. Yeah, and like some Jordan Peterson, uh, I don't know. But it's not, and it's fine. They obviously are super Christian. Maybe kingdom come, maybe, maybe the woman is God. Maybe that's the point they're making. Maybe they're really into the idea of fucking God. Um, but yeah, interestingly, the drummer, when, and then, two years after this, when they split up, he became a Wall Street guy. And that's just what he did. He didn't do music anymore, he just did Wall Street. Um, so he made his fortune there. And there were some brothers in the band There's Louis Dambra and Joey Dambra. Joey is a guitarist and keyboardist, and they all kind of did some backing vocals by the looks of it. He also has sung on John Lennon's Walls and Bridges and was in the 44th Street Fairies with John Lennon. So, Baltimore. Great band, a bit of a problem here and there, <laughs> but you know, it just there they are. I, they're great.
1: Oh, it's a really good, it's a really good album. Um, first track, ma- Master um, Heartache. So See, Do you know what I'm sure weird? That's what fucks me up. When I say master on its own. It's master, right? Master. That's why I say fucking master? <laughs> it's like it's a master. Yeah, that's bass. what I'm <laughs> <talking> about, master. <laughs> so watch out.
2: that was so funny man
1: <laughs> oh god <laughs> I,
2: was, um, I was watching The Shape of Water
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was like a Panzer Christ intro track really fucking reminds probably the fact that they said woman so many times but it really <laughs> reminds me of the guess who you know the song american woman the one that lenny kravitz cut oh. I think lenny
2: <laughs> has, <laughs> it's got a really good riff american woman
0: ah. yeah oh. yeah i mean all pretty much i think every track has at least woman several times in it i I, had, I should have counted the instances how many times they said woman I should have really done that because it It just must have
2: been a very 70s thing because like there's that wolf mother song and their whole thing is like ripping off the 70s right and they're like
0: woman i mean there's a there's a band called cactus where they they talk about fucking a woman through the metaphor of carpentry
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's the most dad rock shit ever
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's i can't remember something like oh it's like He's talking I think about, he's talking about how he's like the groover and he's like creating grooves in this like woman and like through the metaphor what? of like carving wood. It's just like, what? Well, don't don't, don't that say that. That sounds
1: erotic.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: think that works. I don't think no. women enjoy being compared to like wood. Wood. <laughs> wood. <laughs> That's quite a male thing, surely. Yeah, yeah. That they would. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit.
1: This guy.
0: <laughs> Look at this heartbreaker <laughs> over here. Anyway, yeah, so, so,
1: Aborna, like, what else did you? Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to my favourite track, which was Helium Head.
0: It
1: mm. was a good track, had a real good uh, garage rock sort of feel to it, which yeah. was cool. One thing I like about a lot of aspects of the album is quite poppy, and I mean that in the, in the complimentary sense that it's got a good, catchy song structure. Just think of where a lot of the catchiness comes from. But there's one minute towards the end of the track i think it's three minutes in which is what i've got in my notes where he lets out this really kind of like demented scream
3: yeah and uh, it
1: just descends into like just some like a re- it's almost like a palm muted sort of riff it's like really repetitive while at the same time he's just absolutely losing the shit on the drums and i thought that was just a really cool segment of the album it kind of goes back to my point that i think they're doing a lot of interesting shit, which is obviously a big influence to a lot of uh, future bands they kind of took what they've done and- Ran with
0: it. You know what? I've realised from you saying that, one of the things I love about the 70s is how a lot of bands do this whale. They do the 70s whale. Yeah. And then, like, Chaos, dis- like, Atomic Rooster do it. I was say, well. that's a very Atomic Rooster. Yeah. Thing, yeah. It's super yeah. Atomic Rooster Let Zeppelin, wow. Zeppelin do it, Let Zeppelin do it, these guys do it a lot as well. Wow! It's not so like, actually vibrato, though, is it? It's like fake
2: vibrato. It's a distortion. Is it
0: distortion? It's a distortion? It's a distorted whale. There's no fake vibrato. Maybe, maybe you just do it differently, but yeah. I don't think there's fake no such thing. No. Maybe it's just placed differently. I was
2: using a guitarist's vernacular. Oh, is it fake vibrat-
0: vibrato and guitar? Huh? Is it fake vibrato? No, no, that?
2: I just mean like I don't know what i Because on the violin, <laughs>
0: it's like pretty, uh I shouldn't.
2: When it comes to vocal techniques, I'm not very well versed, is what I mean. Oh, uh, I
1: could think of as what Demi Lovato's name was Demi Vibrato. <laughs> <Demi Lovato. laughs> <laughs> That's the only. She
0: like, released a
1: line of sex
0: toys
1: called that. That's that a cool one. Vibrato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to. Fair enough. Um, no, um, I completely forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Great album.
0: <laughs> yes, it was very good. That was good. Thank you so much for driving with us. Well, we, we uh, plunged Reconfigured. and yeah. and grooved our way through that album.
1: But it's um, just quickly before we move on is um, it's it kind of, um, I love when you get like, going back to like what you mentioned about like the whale before, like the musicians kind of let rip. I just, I think there's so many times, some of my favourite songs have moments like that, like, you know, the song Slaughter of the Soul by At The Gates. It's a bit the way he screams go before it kind of starts to think, <laughs> that's so fucking sick. And Carl Willett's done it in one of the memorial tracks that we reviewed Isn't last
0: that, week. There's that in tomb song, is it in where it's like, he—he oh, about he, he, well, being hit in the head and he goes smash smack. your head
2: in with a single blow smack <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the timing of that smack yeah it's,
1: just, it's really really satisfying
2: isn't yeah. it yeah
0: always but, reminds me of that Baz Rutten self defence video smack.
1: <laughs> yeah that was cool <laughs> but it's just a well placed bit of vocal phrasing just goes a long way to improving the track, I think.
0: Phrasing if, is great.
2: If I could chime in one little thing, is that anyone who's missing gigs because of lockdown should definitely check this album out, because when you listen to it, you feel like you're in a tiny, sweaty club. You do! For the people, you feel like you're at a gig, it feels very live, and there's lots of energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a good
1: point.
0: It really reminds me of like, well, Gentleman's Pistols really remind me of this band um because like they have they have some really like the early stuff like heavy petting oh my god it gives me some serious Pen. heavy petting in the park it's a really good song they're a really good band uh, check them out it's called bill steer on guitar so can't lose um mm. how about we move on to the sciences i by think that's a good idea i've literally i've actually written i'm looking at my notes and there's just one sentence that says implying weed is the spice
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've made kind of similar notes. One thing that was cool, but I didn't know that it was released on four twenty.
0: It was, and it, it was released on twenty twenty,
1: wasn't
0: it? It was 2018.
1: Is it? 2018, yeah. It was
0: like two months after we released really We were like, no, that. we're releasing really now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we were it was like, no, everyone um, would forget who we are. <laughs>
3: so,
0: like, it's this it's album, a new The day after it dropped, like literally the morning after they announced it, I was working in Hamley's. Yeah. And I went to Sister Ray Records and I picked, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. I picked up the vinyl, yeah. one of the the 1000 pressing vinyls, super rare, and I got this, I still have the badge. It's this beautiful, like, big... I think they're only it was sent five. So only five of these badges exist in the UK.
3: Oh, no way. So Shit. I have no, one of cool. them.
0: So and I'm never wearing it because yeah. it's just, like, so rare. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I picked up the super rare vinyl, and I, I didn't even play it. I just looked at it, and then I didn't have enough money, so I had to sell it. Yeah. It was really sad. Oh, yeah, I remember
1: that? Yeah, it was sad.
0: It was fifty quid for the vinyl, but they immediately went up to two hundred quid. Yeah, in value, it was crazy. People went mental, and it's cool because the vinyls have um, Morse code etched into them around the rings. Shit, that's all, super cool. All the Morse code is like different names of weed. Yeah, and I think at the strange. end there's, there's some like weird Star Trek reference. Yeah, about like Spock and Vulcans. It was like some like fuck Vulcans. It was really strange. Yeah, really like I, uh, is that like a weed strain? Is Cisneros like super into Star Trek? I don't know. I hope he is, because like that we would have of course in common. He, is. Uh, he must be, he must surely. Be. I feel like he's a Deep Space Nine guy, definitely. I
1: mean no disrespect, but he looks like a Star Trek fan.
0: I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A conventional
1: Star Trek fan, <laughs> I should say. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I, I love him. If he could, I would ask him to be my dad and adopt me and teach me chess. Basically. He
2: shouldn't be cool, but he's so cool. He's so fucking it cool. It doesn't make yeah. sense.
0: I love him so much. I was, <laughs> I was honestly too scared to talk to him. And I, I will talk to, I've talked to Wino. I've talked to like fucking, I've talked to Matt Pike. I could not talk to Alistair Race. I was too scared.
2: It's, he's only like half of this world. I think that's the thing.
0: He's just—he's like you know that Mighty Bush episode where there's that guy that's a swan and he tries to capture. He he like tries to. Ca- I think it's supposed to be David Bowie and he's like trying to capture this. Okay, no one. Knows I don't what I've, you
1: seen I've seen one episode where he fights a kangaroo. That's the episode I've that's seen. That's a very good episode. Yeah. I
0: need to rewatch that. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, it's just there's something mythical about Cisneros, mm. and I kind of I'm worried if I touch him, he'll like descend. Or ascend into another realm of existence and I will never get to see him again or hear his music. I just
1: realised he was a hallucination. Yes, we will just
0: like fade out and I'll be like, no! El Cicero he's come back! So um that's why I will probably never talk to him but I'd, I'd love to and I'd probably cry because I'm pathetic.
1: You're not yeah, pathetic. I, I could be. You're a massive uh, Sleep fan so how do you think this compared to kind of other albums? I do, do also like Sleep as well. But... It's
0: my favourite album. Apart from, I mean, dope, okay, my favourite song is The Clarity, Dope Smoker doesn't count because it's a piece of classical music. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> fair enough. Like there's just no point in, in using that as a way of comparing discography. I love all their albums in different ways, they're like children, there's like one that's a little rough and it plays like real hard. I, lo- I just love that Aquarian was on Gummo, like that was... It wasn't the first yeah. time I heard Sleep. Have you watched it?
1: No, but I know that Bethlehem's also on the soundtrack as well. That really hysterical, like DSPM-y sort of black metal band.
0: Yeah, it's a, the soundtrack for that film is incredible. And watch the film, yeah. like if you want to. You don't have to, but do if you can. It's really good. I, I, you know, I found Gummo through Acid Bath because there's um, there's a, a sample in Acid Bath that's from Gummo, I found it. There was back in the days where I'd just do like weird random research on random songs that I liked. So that's how I watched Gummo, but I think I, I don't remember how I found sleep. One of the saddest things though that's ever happened to me was I was offered the chance to interview Shrine Builder before I knew who they were.
3: Yeah.
0: I know, and it was Wednesday for playing Alexandra Palace, I think, or something like that. Someone, someone emailed me, I was like 18, 17, so it was before I got into sleep. I knew who Electric Wizard were, but I hadn't gone deep into Doom yet. And like that I remember finding the email like five years later being like, oh my god. I could have <laughs> met Shrey Builder.
2: Builder? Was th- this a local band?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Who like, the hell are these guys? Uh, and like the email was like, yeah, Al like, Al's available for interviews. And it's like, my dream interview is fucking Al Cisneros and and Pete Steele, and one of them's dead, so like
1: Which one?
0: No I'm joking. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Al is just like He's he's one of the one of my greatest influences in terms of like watching him play made me just become a musician.
1: I reckon that was some cosmic interference. I reckon you'll get another chance and you'll be yeah. fully prepared for it this time. Yeah.
2: I
0: really hope so.
1: I, I think this album's
2: better than Holy Mountain. I hate the it's production. It's much better than Hurley Mountain. I hate the production. I can't listen to Holy Mountain. Production the production of this album so is
0: incredible. The production of this album is great. The guitar tone is really accurate to how they sound live and yeah. they sound incredible live. Like if you hear them play the earlier stuff live, it's just mind-blowing. The, the they don't quite like the versus bass is best experienced live because you can feel it in your body. It's like sun. You can, you just, I remember being at the back of the HMV forum and he played the clarity and my throat was vibrating and that's never happened with any band. and I've seen sun live, your whole body vibrates, but your fucking throat doesn't vibrate. (laughs) Yeah, I could just feel stuff just moving around and I was like, this is weird. And I'm pretty sure the beginning of the clarity is Morse code. I'm pretty sure. I think there's some like weird Morse code stuff going on. But anyway, the sciences, you go ahead, I've talked enough
1: yeah it's um yeah i just want to um add to that point about seeing them live just out of interest where did you, you said someone at the forum who was... i've seen
0: them a, f- a few times i've seen yeah. them at the forum i saw them the first time i saw them was at hellfest i was on stage because i pretended me and my friend pretended to be their official photographers so we could sneak onto the stage sorry hellfest please don't ban me you don't <laughs> uh, know who i am you're not yeah. watching um so that was really cool that was really fun um you can see me on the youtube video of their performance yeah. taking pictures on the stage of them and i'm just standing there like <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. I saw them there. I've seen them, I think, three or four times. I've seen them at the forum, um, knows. I've definitely seen them. I saw them when they played Brixton Academy. And so many venues.
1: Time. I, like I love the the forum and then the Brixton Academy. I mm. think it's just such a such a, a good, good place idea. To see them. Yeah, it's just because yeah, then everybody can kind of get a good view. Mm
0: i have a weird story for that show i have a lot of stories with sleep to be fair but um i really wanted to go to that show and i couldn't i didn't get a ticket and i tweeted um oh i I would i wish i could do photography at this show and sleep messaged me on twitter and they were like you're on the guest list
1: that's so
2: cool (laughs) (laughs) That just feels like that wouldn't happen now like not not with them i just mean like it was just just to even think about about like 2015.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was magical. It was. I was just like, they're so, so cool. kind. Um, and yeah, like I, I interviewed Matt many, many years ago, like 2013, 2014, and we got mightily pissed together. And had like a night of carnage, and that's what I meant for. He was like, we did the interview, and he was like, you're cool, let me introduce you to my friend Phil. And he takes me, he snuck me backstage, which was weird. And then he was like, oh, this is my friend Phil and Salmo, and I was like, what? And he just introduced me to the whole of Down, and then he was like, Oh, can you just hang out with us all weekend? And they were like, yeah, of course, yeah, she's just our weekend friend now. And like, for the whole weekend, I hung out with Down and Matt Pike. All the so, film's
1: there, so, so pleased to meet you. He was like, all, no, oh, Randy Savage. He talk. was like, Hey,
0: you're Iranian. Oh, Our guitarist is Iranian. Oh, you, you're just you look just like him. And then he started talking about Lovecraft. Like, uh,
2: so, um, <laughs> yes, that's, that's so funny because when he I met him, he literally was talking about Lovecraft for five videos.
0: Yeah, him and Matt Pike talked about Lovecraft a lot. Was, um, he, was he talking about
1: Lovecraft's cannon? <laughs>
0: Let's just never mention <laughs> no, no, no. the fucking cat, Jesus Christ. I remember there was I was on an internet forum and someone had named their cat after Lovecraft. And I was like, well, you clearly like uh. if you're that much of a Lovecraft fan, you just wow, okay. Um but yeah, so there's that.
1: Yeah, but live <laughs> um that was really not a smooth segue whatsoever.
0: Not at all. Like,
1: <laughs> I really, I saw them, uh, me and my friend Paddy went to Roadburn, which was uh, one, one of the best like live experiences, best festival experiences of my life. And, and they headlined uh, two nights. So, um, mm-hmm. and it was just like, and obviously when they played, like even though obviously old clubs and. Venues have a no smoking policy, like no one's ever gonna fucking stop people bunning a zoot at a uh, <laughs> sleep <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, just, I've,
0: I've seen people try and police slips at a sleep show, it doesn't that's work. There's no point. You just you get passed like five slips. Slips? <laughs> slips?
2: <laughs> when they. When they what, what. The one near the end of Camden, what's that one?
0: Coco.
2: No, 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 the, the, the sleep plane. Oh, one.
0: the, the roundhouse.
1: Kennish Town Forum, is it? The forum is the one that's towards
2: Kennish. No, the yeah. it's the
0: roundhouse. No, oh, no, yeah, no. When we yeah. saw him
1: at the Cage Town Forum before I
2: knew you, and like, kind I was of the and the show. supporting. Yeah, we were both at that show. Yeah. And it was so funny because, like, the security guard was like so indignant, like I he saw know. people smoking yeah, and, and then like, he was standing on these stairs again, standing and there of shining, shining torches and, light light he, was shining torch yeah. and no, he was like, you can't
0: do I that, you like...
2: can't. he could not understand how so many people didn't give a fuck, it was I so, so that
0: cool. That electric Wizard as well, exactly the same one, Electric <laughs> room the security were losing their minds and I've never seen so much smoke at a show post-smoking band, nah, like, yeah, the whole fun. venue was just full of, of haze, it was a huge hot box.
1: It before. I got a good fucking sleep that night, let us tell that. But, <laughs> um,. <laughs> Back to the album in question. Yep. I just want to. I, do you know what, one of the things I really love about this album? It's not even the album per se. It's just some of the lyrical puns. I
0: think. Oh my! God. I literally uh, wrote down every single one. Yeah.
1: I. Uh, yeah. I mean, like asteroid.
0: So the asteroid. the asteroid fields. I
1: mean the planet Eomia, <laughs>
0: The, the, the e- th-c? THC, and done again
1: as well H-C. with T H. There was another th-c. one uh, um, the, um,
0: Roy Row the hash oil. Asteroid. Hash oil leaks to shoreline. Chaz smoke exhalation. C-
1: CB Deacon.
0: That's it, the C B Deacon.
1: That's
2: a
0: good one. I, I just want to read the lyrics to Geezer Butler. I was just gonna
2: say Geezer Butler is one of the coolest gangs ever. It's amazing. It shouldn't
0: work. Yeah,
2: but it's like so dumb. Sleep
0: could do whatever the fuck that they great. want. Like after Dope Smoker, like they can just do whatever the fuck they like. So let me just um, bear with me, if you don't care about this, just fast forward like 30 seconds, all right? So here are the lyrics to Giza Butler, obviously named after Giza Butler, but a pun on the pyramids of Giza. <laughs> so, <clears throat> from the pallet-walled temple, beneath the overpass, chalice-smoke exhalation engulfs the freeway up above. Up from the milk-crate throne, on the Sabbath day walks alone, down to the bosque and live Iomic Pentecost, helms the shopping cart chariot, Along the axis roads, Arroyo, I think my my autocorrect's gone mental here, Moors to tree, proceed to the creek, hippie. The rift tree is risen, the bong is to live in. An ounce a day, lightens the way, salutations to the cultivators. The keepsat's hasharac now takes the bong jabar. my favourite. Of ever. Rift commences round the tree stump altar, bong water of life, anoints the muadub <laughs> messiah. The pterodactyl flies again over emerald fields, the CB deacon. Marijuana is his light and his salvation. Harvest sustains the altitude within, ends the rationing, hocks the o house triple beam. The chalice cup billows as the freedom song sung, ascends to the shanty with the smoke-filled lung, That's the Indica, 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 I I don't know them. Indica. Indica. (laughs) Grateful for the Yield. That was,
1: I don't say this often, that was almost as good as um, Rob Flynn's slam poetry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) The way, the way Cisneros announces it, it's just beautiful. I love the way you say
2: uh, I love so how much you enjoy sleep and you enjoy all the puns, but you don't enjoy weed. I think I that's just hilarious.
0: I, my brain just doesn't agree with it. I think yeah, if, if it's I... It's really if,
2: sad.
0: If it's literally a chemical thing. <laughs> I just don't enjoy it. I want to so badly. I just don't. Um, probably better, because I get more done not doing it. I was like, you haven't found the right strain, man. I've tried a few. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stoner
1: voice. <laughs> found the right strain, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that pun, I, I had to look it up, because I had no fucking clue what it was talking about, but the Keef... Keith-
0: Oh, That's like, June. That's a lot about that, June
1: reference. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was literally thinking of you. I looked up. I was like, oh my god, uh, this is a June reference. Like Nina's gonna mark
0: out for this. My shit when I first heard this. Yeah. Like, you
2: June, were so excited. The June day like it came out favorite. and you were reading, you were sending me all these pictures, and you're like,
0: oh my god! <laughs> 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 oh my god, there's June references in the
2: big album. I think it sounded like
1: someone from like East Endless. Like <laughs> oh like, oh
0: she, she didn't sound like that, but
2: <laughs> the enthusiasm oh, my son, was there. <laughs> I'm so
0: excited. there was like a lyric sheet in the in the special edition vinyl and it's just like a green piece of a4 paper and it's just got all the lyrics on it and it's so fucking just oh i don't know i just it made me so happy june is one of my favorite pieces of literature written in the whole world in the history of time and
1: You looking forward to the TV show?
0: No. I mean, it's the film.
1: Oh, it's a film,
2: isn't it? It's a film. It's
0: it's Villeneuve. I just don't have high hopes. I think it's just going to suck. But I'm going to enjoy watching it and just pretend it's like a Star Wars film.
2: Chalamet, don't care, right? Chalamet is just like like oh, yeah, yeah. Paul.
0: He just is not a good Paul.
2: Yeah, he's just not. Yeah. Ian McShane
0: should be his Paul. dad. Ian <laughs> McShane yeah, <but> should <laughs> be cool. I would honestly enjoy him playing every character. Yeah. And then just like get Sting back. I,
2: I love <laughs> Jason Momoa as Don Cheadle. He's perfect. To be so fair, sick. he's
0: perfect. Like he is. He is the Hollywood's Duncan Idaho, Yeah, he's yeah. like, the. in 20 years he'll be like The Rock, he'll just be the Duncan yeah. Idaho or all Hollywood films.
2: I, I think that's the, the shame, because the rest of the casting looks great, but Chalamet, like, I'm just like, you're not Paul, like,
0: yeah, it's just not. The thing is with Dune, right, is that a lot of people have watched the David Lynch film, which ironically, even though it's generally held as one of the worst films, is one of my favourite I love films. it, it's I, great! I ironically think the David Lynch version is, is one so of I, oh, Jodorowsky should have done it. I think him and David Lynch should have just both done tune, and I think they should have just given Jodorowsky a bunch of money and let him do the weird car crash tune that he was going to do, and it would have been great. And we would have all paid him money. I would have given him money. Mm. But anyway,
1: who's David? Um, David. I said his full name. Who's Dave Batista playing in um, tune again?
2: Oh, he's one of the Harkonnens. I think. Um. I think he's the like the, no, big, the, the big, the, the big Yeah. No, no, he's not Baron. He's,
0: he's not. He's the Baron. No, oh, it's a. Well, scar's God, yes, the, the Skarsgard that's that's a good
1: casting. Oh yeah. Stalin Skarsgard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really. a good casting the for
0: scars the
1: barrel. Yes. Yeah, it's funny when you talk about Jason Momoa, it's like he's one of those actors that like don't need to act because they've just got such a like the rock is like that. The rock is like the biggest bock, bock, bock office. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> box office box <laughs> office success and the man has never acted in a movie. Like <laughs> Yeah just didn't <laughs> But like, if I can, it's, it's like, like Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken oh, I is the same, but himself. everyone loves
0: yeah, yeah. him. He's, his character is himself. Have you seen his NFL skits? No, I haven't. They're actually legit really funny. Oh,
1: so he's, he's, he's got great comedic timing. I saw him in that movie oh Seven Psychopaths. And was he's just, so good at it. Oh, he's so good. Oh, at he's so great. So great. I, I that used to do this thing
0: where I would just watch every Christopher Walken movie, <laughs> even ones I just didn't care about. There's just one, I don't even remember the name, where he's just like an evil miner. Yeah. and like it's just really fun to just say stuff in his voice he's
3: yeah, he a the good funniest voice.
0: guy I, I love him yeah he's just he can just say he could read the dictionary he'd do a good job
2: yeah <laughs> you know who I, I always used to get I, I love them both I don't know how but in my head I always think of like You've got uh, Christopher Walken, and then you've got like Rutger Hauer, and Rutger oh, Hauer yeah. is like if Christopher Walken if Christopher Walken could beat other people, he'd be Rutger Hauer. <laughs> I can't
1: picture his face, but I know the
2: name. Uh, Roy in Blade Runner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Attack yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. on fire. Oh, he died recently, didn't he? I'm sure. Yeah, but I have a friend that he looks rocks. exactly like him, uncannily so. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, Dune is fucking amazing. The fact that Althusser is one of my favorite musicians is quoting one of my favorite pieces of literature and making weed puns about it just makes me really fucking happy. Just really glad.
1: I think I was gonna say, it goes as far as to say as well. Just that I think the riff in Giza is oh potentially one of the best sleep riffs. The riffs are
0: brutally good. Yeah, and the drumming like. Oh my god, Rhoda also plays in Neurosis, so you can you can feel that, the drumming is just so on point. It's
2: like literally the first thing with Rhoda on, isn't it, since he joined the band, I think. I'm not sure. I've wasn't... seen them
0: live so many times that I just don't... Hackey? Hackey? Hackeyus? Hackeyus. Is the old drummer? Hackius is the old drummer, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember when he joined, but it's just... I mean, they hadn't released music apart from the Clarity. He might oh, yeah, Rhoda's on the on Clarity, clarity right? I yeah. think. I loved the Clarity. Yeah, really it's, good. I think that's my favourite sleep song. This is my favourite album, and then Don't Smoke is my favourite
1: piece of music, I guess. That's a good way of, like, categorising it without, like, ranking it on top of each other. Yeah. yeah that's
2: yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, really to rank. Yeah, if you
2: want to listen to a four-minute sleep song, you listen to The Sciences. Like, yeah, you completely nailed it. Like, if you want, like, a pretty, just a pretty sick, well-sculpted song, the clarity is good. Mm. But, yeah, Don't Smoke is an experience. It's not... It's not, you don't just chuck it on for a minute, do you There's it? only
0: one thing with this album Marijuana's theme. Every time I listen to it, since the first moment, it reminds me of a Ramstein riff. I do not
2: and understand. I can't remember. You said this so many times, and I, just, I, hear it. I I don't know enough. I barely
1: do. listen to Ramstein.
2: No. no I, I need to
0: go and re listen to Ramstein and find the riff, because it really reminds me of a specific Ramstein song. I think from like, the Song and Era.
2: So I think the thing the thing that I really like about Marijuana's theme is that they do so dope. Smoke is obviously famously built around like the octave open C chord, mm-hmm. right? Because they play in, like C standard tuning, yes. and they're playing like an open C on the low thing, and then they're playing like a C power chord on the third set strings almost. And Marijuana's theme is basically doing almost exactly the same thing. It's the same chord, like that. It's the same chord as. Man, love
0: sliding as well.
3: Yeah, He's and it's a like guy. it's yeah. so
2: like it's so clever how they did a quick catchy version of Don't I really like that. I think that's really. It's really catchy.
0: Yeah. But I'm not, it's not a criticism. Cause I actually like that. No, of course. Style. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just it's just really strange for me to hear that riff. But yeah, the riffs and oh my god, the tone on the guitar is just gorgeous. It's very good. Like I'm not a guitar player or a guitar gear person, but I I'm always interested in like how Matt does his tone, because he's an absolute, like I remember hearing him talk about amps and it's just like talking about someone, hearing someone talk about science that you don't know about. It's just loads of words and they're really passionate about it. He's like, yeah, I just took this light bulb thing and I stuck it, I rewired. He just does loads of cool stuff. Um, And that's just great. I mean, go, go Matt.
1: The production is insane. Everything sounds so crisp. And I think that's why I really like the album because it's almost, uh, because like what you were saying about Holy Mountain, it's so good to hear a newer album with such like top top tier production, like yes. everything, and not overproduced. So I think that's such a common trap as well when something's overproduced. And just gone on the drums quickly, like Jason, he's done some even on the Marijuana theme. There's some great like a uh, cymbal triplets that he's kind of hitting that I think's, like super cool and like, yeah. and everything he's done in Neurosis as well is, like so, I, mean, I love Neurosis personally. I think they're a sick band, and you know, I think a great fit for Sleep.
0: He's an incredible drummer, especially live because I love. One of the reasons I love him is his use of dynamics and like the way that he plays the cymbals. Because a lot of drummers when they play live, they get excited and they just smash the kit. Whereas Rhoda, he was like, literally just every single hit was completely fought out. So he'd like play really loudly on the toms and then just do like a gentle crash on the cymbals and then like adjust the volume and then go back to what he was doing. And he was playing so gently, yet it sounded really heavy and, and loud and powerful. He was really like utilizing every aspect of his kit in a really interesting way and like I don't know much about drums but watching him play you can tell that he's really good at what he's doing.
1: Yeah that's a hundred percent spot on. Like you always know it's a good drummer when you can tell there's no wasted motion. Yeah. Like there's no overplaying, there's no underplaying. It just fits. And I think that's always a sign of a good drummer when they're kind of like in the pocket as they say when they're just so locked in with the rhythm section but also good enough to like have their own little flourishes. And yeah, no I'm a hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah. But I just fucking... Oh, just such a... In a way, it's such a classic sleep album as well. Like, I think it slots in so well to the discography. Well, presu- it, it, you guys have just hit on the head, really. I mean, it's something more accessible. Like, if you want to listen to, like, a sleep album, this would be the album you would introduce to someone who
0: has not sleep. to yeah.
1: like, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Definitely.
1: It's yeah. nice
2: that you've got that now, because before, you'd, like... Yeah, You'd you be talking play someone play. about music. Can you be like, oh, there, there's this band, Sleep, and like you don't necessarily want to drop Dope Smoker on something hey, called, Exactly, right? Yeah. But if you give someone Holy Mountain, they might just be like, this sounds like garbage. This <laughs> doesn't sound as good as corn. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, what does? Yeah, <laughs> well, what does? Yeah, that's, that's the real thing. But, but, but now, yeah, you've actually got a great sounding Sleep album. You can play something. Go, oh, okay, yeah, this band rules. I'll yeah. tell
1: you one thing I noticed as well, which I've didn't notice before, because now when we're doing these reviews, I like to pay a bit more attention to the album. Cover because normally I don't really give a fuck unless it's my man Dan Seagrave. Um, <laughs> this album cover, I thought it was an asteroid, but it's a fucking nug, yeah. and I didn't clock it before. <laughs>
0: I was like, it's so
1: obvious. It's so funny. In the
0: gatefold, if you open the gatefold, it's like a breakfast table, oh, and there's like I think there's like some puns, or there's like some stuff on it. I can't remember what it is. I haven't the, the it. Like the Tony Iommi's face
2: the is burned into a slice That's of toast. It, there's That's a face. Like Tony Jesus, yeah. his
0: face. Yeah, because when I sold my old vinyl and I got more money, I bought the the cheaper, more common vinyl, and I'm really glad I did. Mm Because actually, it's nicer. There's, like, it's cheaper, and, like, it's a gatefold, which the other one isn't, and you've got, like, I think, a booklet and a poster in it, which you don't the Get other one. one but it's because it's, it's like the green black if you're the vinyl obsessed
1: but you took the badge from the limited i one, still right? have the badge <laughs> that's the important thing
0: i'm keeping the badge i'm never yeah. wearing the badge I'm, i just i literally take it out and just look at it and put it back in the box <laughs> that's what i do like every few months i'm just like oh i've got the badge yeah yeah
1: I think um, I really like the intro and the two instrumental tracks of the first track and the last one the botanist I think it's like I don't like the botanist do you know what? I, like, I really, I really, really like, like the just jazzy cut
2: that off the album I don't think it needs to be on there for me I just I, I don't know if I'm alone in thinking that but I really don't care about it
1: I pretty much skip it every time <laughs> me personally I'm quite big on intros and outros I don't know why I think there's just good bookends for music and I think if they're done tastefully I hate when it's just samples like that's bullshit yeah. Yeah, that that's such us. a death metal trope you know when you hear a song yeah, oh great funny, I'm going to yeah. listen to like a six minute master piece. I know it's a two minute sample, like, oh, for fuck's sake. But
2: I think for me, Giza Butler is the size of a pyramid and nothing can come after it like it's such a huge it's, music, right? it's think, such man. a big freaking song yeah. man. they yeah, probably do it. that
0: they probably maybe did that thinking of how they're going to perform it live because if you played it live and then you just left, people would be mental they'd be like come back who do so I think that's so cool <laughs> that, like sleep when they play usually their intro they actually play um, the recordings of NASA uh, communicating with, astro- with the, asteroids with the astronauts <laughs> so you can you hear
1: asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> asteroids
0: asteroids so Asteroid. you can hear like all the beats and like all the the sound of like the astronauts which reminds me of Yuri Gagarin which is brutal because they play the recording of Yuri Gagarin like you fuckers
1: I'm gonna die every time I say that I keep forgetting that there's an act called Yuri Gagarin I'm thinking how the fuck does it remind you of Yuri Gagarin (laughs) (laughs) Russian cosmonaut yeah
0: Yeah. I
1: was funny what
2: you were saying about not realizing that the thing on the front of the cover is a nug because this this shirt I got at the sleep show when they played on in support of this album it's got like it's like the sleep logo and then it's got like a spaceship and you and think it like and it just looks like a spaceship and a fa- for like a two years.
3: You noticed I, that. I
2: thought it was just honest to god, I thought it was <laughs> just a regular ass spaceship. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, the spaceship's a bomb, and I was like, Oh yeah, like,
0: <laughs> I did not even get that.
2: <laughs> I didn't even realise. I really love
0: how they like low-key to slip in as many like things about we as they can, and the fact that like like our just the way the, just the first time I ever saw Owl, he he had carved a Granny Smith green apple into a bong and was using it before he went on stage. And that was the first time I ever saw huh. Al Sisner Rose. So, I mean, just fucking, it, it's just everything you need to know about this band embodied in a single man and an apple, um...
1: Yeah, I think that's why I was so shocked when I heard it on for the first time. So I was like, this yeah. is like some serious, serious like yeah. shit, yeah.
0: introspective, like rich, deep, and like the way it contrasts with sleep. I love. It's like such a clear boundary between the two, and yet yeah, yeah. Cisneros's bass is just. He, I just don't care what he does. It's always gonna sound good.
2: It's so interesting though, because it's not like it's it's like a knowing wink it's not stupid it's not it's not parody sleep aren't taking the piss out of themselves they're not even taking the piss out of weed they just know that if at some point you've been near it or smoke it been around it like you're gonna just understand and appreciate some of those things and it's like that also ties into the fact that there's this like religious aspect to being at like a sleep show right because you can just lose yourself and i don't think it's just because everyone around you smoking weed but like the whole length of the music, you can really lose yourself in it. And yeah, like really the hypnotic. The unity. Yeah. It's really they hypnotic. They take it
0: really seriously. And like, that's not something do, you could
2: do if it was all a joke.
0: They do like breathing exercises before the shows and like, you know, get into like a specific headspace. And when they play, like you can see the way they move around on stage and like the things they're doing that is a kind of yogic at times. Um, And like, I mean, I know Matt is into that shit. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Al is because of like, Ohm and the stuff he goes into. But you know, Al has done like dub music as well. He's done several dub solo releases. Oh, I'm not really into cool. them as much as his other stuff. It's just, it's just bass sounds.
1: When you say dub, you mean like dubstep or the old school like... like
0: old... Dub. No, it's not like dubstep. Oh, it's yeah, just okay, <laughs> okay, just dubstep, just I'd like me. really strange dubstep, really <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, slow. No, it's like, I don't really know about dub. I just remember listening to, um, it was like called Teresa of, Teresa of Avila. He did like freestyle releases, I think. They're quite short. They're like on um, seven-inch vinyls.
2: Was it when when you interviewed Gravelines, Matt said what well, dub is just what white people call reggae to try and sound cool. He said something like that. That was really funny. Yeah,
0: it's just it's difficult because reggae is my least favorite. I think maybe I like Scar less. I think Scar's probably what I hate yeah. the most. So reggae's is my second least favorite so genre. You still need to check
1: out Scar Punk though. What was it? Scar Metal. Scar
0: Punk. Scar
1: Hardcore. Scar Hardcore. Yeah. Was it? Scar.
0: Scar Core.
1: Scar Core. Stalin. <laughs>
0: to make a in the yeah. <laughs> right. I'll work on that. Yeah, I mean, this this album just fucking rocks. Um, this is a, again, this is like a bolt thrower band. Like you got to fucking listen to them. They are one of those touchstone bands of a genre that yeah. are current.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, like I would say, especially now with the uh, introduction of this album, this would be a band you would recommend to someone as an introductory band towards to, much in the same way that Bolt Thrower is that for death metal. I feel like that is they are totally the band you would give to someone who has never listened to death metal before. Be like, listen to this because it's it's got enough groove in it for someone else to kind of who's not a death metal fan to latch on to.
0: I feel like you'd recommend Bolt Thrower and Death, and then you recommend Sleep and Electric Wizard.
2: Yeah, and it's I mean, the same
0: kind of relationship.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, different ends of the same similar.
0: spectrum. It's similar. It's like funeral similar. doom. Mm. Then you, I guess you'd also like Yob and Bellwitch if it was doom. Yob, Bellwitch, Electric Wizard, and Sleep.
3: Yeah,
1: I think Bellwitch is a great introduction to funeral doom. Yeah, I think they and then are, Yob is really.
0: kind of like in between, and then you've got Electric Wizard, and then you've got Sleep at the top.
2: Yeah, you've you as well, which is kind the of the best for
1: me. Oh, yeah. they
2: have uh, like a great. Call of the Wretched Sea's yeah. the first funeral Doom record I ever had. And yeah. I was like, whoa man, this yeah. is like this is like uh Leviathan by Mastodon, but it's really, really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, think I had the same like Mastodon Blood Mountain like yeah element to it. Anyway, so um
1: any further remarks? No, just, you know, it's like, I just want to say, like, you know, it's almost hard to even talk about these sort of albums because they are more of an experience. And it's, yeah. and it's like a point I've made in the past. When you listen to an album that you have such a, a deeper connection to, it's quite hard to formulate an opinion or words to describe it because you resonate with it on such a level that, like, it's almost like the music speaks for itself, which is such a cheesy, like, phrase, but it is true, I think. I will
0: say one more thing about the album. The sounds at the beginning of the Marijuana's theme are Cisneros hitting a bong. A bong. Yeah, I thought that. And he credits himself on the album as playing the water pipe.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> He's just so fucking good. I agree. I love him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think I've said all I need to say about the science. Yeah, I think
1: you, I think we've covered it extensively.
0: And moving on to Shrines. This is the new album released just merely weeks ago on March 26th. It is called Ghost Notes. Interesting there is not a song called Ghost Notes. All the names of the songs are different, which I like when bands do that. That's like clearly much fault has gone into the construction of the album. And uh, we have actually had a member of shrines, a member. that is a Member. We had a member of shrines. I can't speak anymore on this podcast by the name of Sam Loins, a lovely human being. And you can go and watch our episode of them where I read his cards. Um, if you just click on some buttons and um, on whatever, Thing that you're viewing us on youtube or spotify or whatever um you can go listen to it it's great we talk about lots of things um so yeah shrines what do you think of this uh of yeah this so
1: i must admit i've not listened to the uh full length album oh. so, so i have to go check that out so i went into this completely blind um i'm familiar very familiar with hacker Koko. of course as is, i think anybody who lives in london is into metal and um quite familiar with voices as well yes. so like i really like a lot of their work so i was expecting something kind of akin so i was quite pleasantly surprised when it was more of a so you've got like elements of post-punk and it's still got like yeah. tinges and elements of metal in some of the tracks uh specifically the last one white light which i think was a great kind of ender to this ending track to this lp because i had this really kind of starts with these really kind of an anthemic keys.
0: The whole album is so anthemic.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I think that's the, the word that kept cropping up every time I listened to it. Mm. And it just really um, kind of just erupted into this almost like slightly black-tinged kind of post-punk cascade and war music. No, I dug it. I thought it was really good. It's um, definitely going to make me check out the full-length album. But obviously, it's quite short. There's only four tracks, that and is. they all clock in about four minutes. Yeah.
0: It's a quick album. Like It's just kind of like a, a flashbang experience. Yeah. I really like the kind of, um, I watched the video for Relics and it just kind of reminded me of this like space exploration. I got like a 2001 Space Odyssey vibe from the whole yeah. album. Um, like the actual album artwork is like four mon- lifts. It's four members of the band and it reminds me of the 2001 ones but it's like coloured and the whole thing is, is laid out like a film poster so you've got the names at the bottom in like kind of like crediting... For a film. Yeah. Which I really like and then the video for Relics is like loads of old cosmonauts, astronauts and like I'm assuming the 50s and 60s training to go into space.
3: Yeah.
0: And they, they put them in the centrifuges and centrifuges, centrifuges. Uh, English is my second language and they're like spinning around you've got all these like weird wires and cables coming out of these guys on like machines and the way it's edited is really cool and it's like really catchy and
3: yeah,
0: I just yeah I just really like that song. I think that's my favorite song on the album I'd say.
1: It's got quite a cinematic feel to it, I think, and actually, you know, it kind of lends to the um, the nature of the video. And I think, you know, it's I always think it's quite cool when cinematic aspects of music are kind of blended with sort of guitar music slash mm-hmm. heavy music. Because, you know, I just like like what we were saying with Fazio and Ardor, you know, I like stuff that does new things. That's <laughs> very grammatically simple, a very caitman. I like stuff that does new things. <laughs> but no, it's like you know. I think it's always great to hear like some slight like experimentation and like you know I haven't you know, like the post punk elements on this EP. I think are quite apparent, and I think it's good to hear kind of like a, a bit of a fresh take on it. I really enjoyed it
0: yeah, I get you. I, I like the um, like how all the songs were a little different. I was reading about what Sam was saying about the release. He says that they're basically trying to push it in a, a new, more post-punk direction while maintaining that sense of melancholy, which I think mm-hmm. Sam just does. I think he lives and breathes mm-hmm. melancholy. He is like he, he just I, I feel I feel like he is he should be in a movie. Like when I see him in person, I'm like, Expected, He's a very cinematic I've, guy. Everything yeah. should just become black and white and there should just be some like crackling and like maybe some cool lighting. and I, The whole, this album is very Kubrickian, like the the video for relics was Kubrickian, the post is Kubrickian. Like I just have that vibe of like space and loss and melancholy which you do feel in 2001. And it's interesting like how at the time 2001 was like super futuristic. And looking back on it, it still is, but you do have that sense of, like, there is, like, almost uh, a horror when I think of, like, the science of the 50s and the 60s with all these weird machines. And you think of, like, radiation and nuclear and, and like, rockets firing into space and people burning up in the atmosphere because half the time it didn't work. Like, well, they're
2: relics now, right? Ooh. Exactly.
0: That's the point I feel like they're making in the video. Um, and, like, you can kind of feel that in the music, like, this, this anthemic kind of... What is that song, um, which was named after the bomb that fell on Hiroshima?
2: Wasn't that like, Fat Boy? What was it called?
0: It was it had like it had a really cheerful name, and there was this like what's number that? one song, and it was Oh, named that's really annoying. Now
1: I God. can't remember it. Oh, what's it called? That's so annoying. It's like
2: it oh, has a
0: G a, in it, I think. Let me do a
1: Jamie and pull that sharp.
0: Okay. Yeah, please. Um, yeah. So like this, this like, I, I think it's an eighties band. Mm. They released this song, and like they kind of to kind of twist it on his head, made a really happy,
3: mm, joyful again. song
0: about this bomb. And people didn't realize that it was ironic and tongue-in-cheek and it became a number one song and it's still played. It's like something gay.
2: Oh, and gay?
0: Enola gay. That's yeah, what it's called. Enola gay.
1: Ah. Yeah.
0: So that's oh, what I'm that song is about. That song is about a bomb falling on a city and annihilating all the life within it. And it became like a number one hit. and was performed on top of the pops. And no one kind of like, not everyone connected was going on so I kind of I don't know why I went there um but yeah like that sense of horror of horror Mm. juxtaposed with this like almost cheerful music is an anthemic music is really interesting and you've got Sam's melancholic voice over
2: the top I've never thought of this but it's really interesting you say that but all of the Shrines music because I really like the the first album as well but there feels like there is a it's a bit like voices Mm -hmm. where like uh, at least London where it feels like there is a protagonist
3: yeah right you listen to it and
2: you feel like there is a guy and it's not like He's not, like, necessarily, I don't know. Yeah, that's, like, really cinematic. That, like, feeds into that thing that you were saying. No, there I, are, like, can, scenes, I can hear that Every song yeah. is,
0: like, a different scene and a different part of the narrative. And it's not always necessarily in the, in the order. But I find that so interesting, you know? And, like, yeah, I, I got, like, a massive Killing Joke vibe on Connection as well. So, like, the Killing Joke seems to be coming in Running, every, yeah. every week. Um, it's just, it's a good album. And, like... I love that Sam is like doing something different, he, he is in so many bands, he's in. he's in Shrines, which used to be Diminished 5th, um, which I saw live supporting Akakoka in like 2000 and something, um, and then he's also in Antichrist Imperium and Voices and Akakoka. And I'm missing one out, I always miss out a band when I talk about the bands that Sam is in. Maybe I'm not missing them out but he's in those bands and like every single band is different and I think it's really impressive that he can write so much music and have all these boundaries where you can clearly hear oh this is Sam doing Shrines, this is Sam doing Antichrist, this is like Sam doing his cool thing in Akakoko which I really... Yeah. yeah.
1: It's interesting how like from that one band so many like cool projects have like splintered off from it. Right. Like, yeah it's weird almost like a snowball effect but yeah like it's um it's cool and it sounds like so distinctly um londonish right. uh, sense. yeah like you know it's like it's this music that i've always found it quite easy to uh, c- connect to because it, it sounds like music that was created in an urban environment Dam Damien slash sound like that as well, right? Yeah, that, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. first time I listened to it was the Paradox Engine. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. album. Yeah. Well,
0: Nathaniel's like an Akamaka connection, right?
1: Well, he played bass.
2: That's on, it. I knew. On, yeah,
0: I knew it. yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because it's so weird for me to see his face on the the damn like images because I'm like, wait, that's the Akamaka mm. guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's really confusing for me. Interestingly, the song White Light, I'm I'm pretty sure that's also a Gorillaz song of the album Demon Days. Which is about
1: alcohol. I could not confirm that for you because don't, I don't know much about Gorillaz. I've never listened to Gorillaz. It's,
0: it's a good album, I recommend it. Like, I actually love that album I had seen CD <laughs> when it came out, it's A lot of really people
1: prefer Gorillaz to Blur.
0: I've never listened to Blur. You've heard
1: some of those I've probably songs. heard it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that know. woohoo song that sounded uh, yeah. like Gorillaz. Oh, gorillas, I hate that song! Like yeah.
0: No, no, I love Gorillaz. I, I yeah. think I love Demon Days. I like their song Dracula, it's just so like weird. It's like Mighty Boosh music in some ways.
1: My Bushcore. Yeah, my
0: Bushcore. make it a thing. Mm. I would love that, I would honestly go to a show if it was Bushcore, people it cramping, that would be
2: great. I think Sam's guitar playing is really, you can hear it's him. There's mm. something very unique. And I think, he's, I think he's doing something on this, and it started to come in voices on the album Frightened, which I think is the most recent one. Because no, they, yeah. they definitely took a, a bit more of a lean into post-punk with that album, which is interesting because you can hear it across the band, you can hear it vocally, you can hear it in the drums, like what Dave's doing um, in the bass presumably as well, but like it definitely is a notable direction change. And it's really interesting because just from seeing Sam and like they regret, it's like obvious and like reading interviews and stuff with their other bands, it's clear that they've always been deeply into a lot of that music. So it feels like maybe that both of them kind of felt compelled to concentrate on making purely metallic music whereas mm-hmm. now they're both at a point where they don't, don't need to. they don't need to do that and they're both kind of forging ahead and, and like um, you know yeah like, and just doing something that's more true to them. it's really I think mean, it's amazing that Sam's involved in so many different bands and yet shrines is like his band and it does sound like him like there are elements of all the voices writ he's written that come out in this record mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I just think that's really cool and I, I, as a guitarist I really enjoy listening to his playing as well.
1: So I think the riffs of it's almost like controlled anger in the way it's, it's very like it's focused it's being super aggressive it's so
2: controlled it's that that's a really good word for yeah. it yeah there's a great degree of restraint you, but he's not losing his shit he's not losing yeah. control but that's also the feature at the same time
0: right it's yeah. not very quirky like that mm. repression
2: it's almost like... cl- it's almost clinical but it's not yeah. c- it's not it's not like clinical to the point of being inhuman and unfeeling you know, there we're, we're is kind of emotion. It's the
0: space in between.
2: Yeah, there, I think that's definitely a feature of. Oh, of that's shrines. so
0: interesting. I really like that. It's I really like pres- thinking about precision
1: about that and way. control. Yeah, that is yeah. definitely a thing. Yeah, it I keeps you on the edge of your seat, kind of like, cause mm. there's always that sense of foreboding of that stuff. I think could do it quite well as well, yes. except they do that thing where they do fucking explode and it. it's love like that. super, yeah, super yeah. real. Yes, yeah. shout from the
0: sand. Yeah. yeah,
1: so there's one part of becoming the uh, adversary that has um, a really fucking like, just transitions into like madness love. but that's the,
2: that's that's like the uh, not it's not even the opposite it's parallel because with they have moments of controlled insanity yeah. right like yeah. there's bits of there like where they drop in so you're like and you're like like that and there's there's stuff like it's so complicated in the time signatures they use in places and stuff like that and it's so complicated that you're like oh what is even going on right now but they play every note perfectly and it yeah. just it's i've they practice genius.
0: three times a week yeah so I, read, I got that little book thing with like all the CDs in it, um, and like I was reading all the things all the pictures of how like they kind of met and formed, and they're perhaps fucking three times a week, and they are really tight live. It's inc- they're, they're like it just feels like they're relaxed, and they're playing these crazy riffs, and like watching Paul Scanlon play guitar is like intimidating at best. Um,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be cool seeing them at Damnation perform uh, the, uh, the entirety of uh, the Goat of Mendes. Hell yes. Go to Sam
3: Mendes. Go Sam
1: Mendes. <laughs> I
2: always said go to Mendes anyway. Go to
0: uh, Mendes. Go
2: to Sam Mendes. We, uh, we record our podcast above the... Uh, Sam Mendes. The Sam Mendes um, recording studio. Yeah, we have like
0: prime office room. <laughs> it's so cool. Sam Mendes is below us.
1: Sam Mendes right towers. The balcony as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, London View just name. like a Voices album cover out there. <laughs> Well, I think that probably wraps it up, don't you think? I reckon
1: so. It's, um, I reckon, you know, mission successful um, listening to this EP because I'm going to check out the full-length album and make of it, make something of it.
0: Thank you so much for watching. Um, It's been a pleasure to discuss these things at you, over you, uh, around what you're doing, be be you driving, be you you cleaning, be you just simply sitting there gazing at us lovingly. Thank you so much for doing that and please feel free to like and subscribe. Check out what we other other videos, unless you've watched every single one, in which case um be in touch we'll send you some kind of postal medal. Um thank you so much for for hanging out with us. See you.
3: Danzo.